We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning. I'm Jennifer Hodges. Here's what's happening. Police have not made an arrest in the attempted robbery which killed Oakland bakery owner Jen Angel. But as KCBS's Jade Hernandez explains, her close friends say Angel would have pushed for restorative justice instead of traditional prosecution. In 2016, Jen Angel's business Angel Cakes had outgrown her home and needed a storefront, which she found in Oakland along 5th Street. One of her closest friends, Pete Wywoody, says Angel saw possibilities but wasn't afraid of looking at the big picture. Jen was unafraid to bring up hard questions about what happens when violence occurs, about how to repair a community, about how to run a, a thoughtful, ethical, uh, worker-forward, uh, sustainable business in, in Oakland. Fast forward seven years, her bakery's team must now find a way to move forward without her. Her family is trying to process. It has been just unspeakable. Pete says his friend was an activist who staunchly stood by her values and beliefs, which included restorative justice, an alternative to traditional prosecution. Lean towards her uh, insistence on imagining a better world. Jade Hernandez, KCBS. An arrest has been made by San Francisco police in that deadly Sunset District home explosion and fire. Investigators determined that an active illegal narcotics manufacturing lab was in the home on 22nd Avenue near Noriega. 53-year-old Darren Price arrested and booked for manslaughter, manufacturing drugs, and two counts of child endangerment. Following the explosion, a woman was removed from the rubble of the home and pronounced dead. Her identity has not been released. And a hazmat incident on Friday in Daly City near the BART station that shut down freeway off-ramps for several hours has actually been linked to that home explosion and fire. KCBS's Alice Wirtz reports. Evidence that was collected from a fatal house fire explosion in the Sunset District in the city was being transported in an official city vehicle, a white box truck. San Francisco Fire Department Public Information Officer Jonathan Baxter. One of the items that was being transported started to hiss. The driver of the vehicle pulled over, called 911. The North County Fire Authority hazmat team, along with the SFPD's bomb squad, responded immediately and cordoned off the area. A sniffer robot with a camera on it was used to inspect the leaking cylinder that was pulled from the rubble from the house explosion. We are aware of what the substance is. The substance was evaluated in San Francisco County and deemed safe for transport. Out of an abundance of caution, freeway off-ramps on Highway 280 were closed off for a large portion of the day as the box truck and its evidence were examined by the robot. 
In Daly City, Alice Schwartz, KCBS. We do have a high surf advisory in effect. Uh, the National Weather Service issued that for San Francisco and coastal North Bay areas, as well as Monterey Bay, with waves between 18 and 22 feet possible, along with dangerous currents. The National Weather Service is cautioning that sudden waves could sweep across area beaches, rocks and jetties, and pull people into the ocean without any warning. They are recommending that beachgoers keep a safe distance from the shoreline while this advisory is in effect. It's in effect through 7 p.m. today. California lawmakers trying once again to put a cap on the cost of insulin. As KCBS's David Welch reports, a bill introduced by State Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco would make the drug much more affordable for everyone. Insulin costs are a hot topic for lawmakers right now. It played a key part in President Biden's State of the Union address. His Inflation Reduction Act caps the cost of insulin at $35 a month for Medicare patients. Now State Senator Scott Weiner wants to do the same for all patients, at least here in California. Fortunately, uh, Republicans in Congress blocked the ability to put that $35 cap for people on private insurance. California is already working on an ambitious plan to develop its own low-cost insulin. That's expected to take at least two or three years. Wiener says his bill provides some immediate relief. What we're doing in this bill is capping what an insurance company can charge as a copay for insulin, and that would benefit California residents. Wiener isn't the first state lawmaker to introduce a bill that caps insulin prices. Two similar attempts were killed during last year's legislative session. Wiener, however, is optimistic about his chances this year. I do believe we have strong support and that we will have a shot at getting this across the finish line. David Welch, KCBS. Well, the Super Bowl kicks off tomorrow with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs taking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles in Glendale, Arizona. But as Hurts and Mahomes make history as the first two black quarterbacks to start in the Super Bowl, the NFL continues to face its challenges in addressing a lack of diversity among its front office and coaching positions. For more now, we're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Dr. Sean Fletcher, an assistant professor of public Public Relations and Sports Communications at San Jose State University. Professor, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So how has the NFL addressed the uh, lack of diversity in, in head coaching and front office positions? Well, plainly put, uh, not very well. Uh, Roger Goodell uh, recently, in his sort of annual State of the State leading up to the Super Bowl, gave a, a, a woefully uh, bad answer in terms of uh, addressing what the NFL has done, not just from a league office representation standpoint, but from an ownership level standpoint, and also a media representation standpoint as well. Of course, there are measures in place like the Rooney Rule that's in partnership with the Fritz Pollard Alliance and a number of other coaching apprenticeship measures that are put in place but as we continue to see, there are only three coaches currently right now who identify as African-American. Uh, there are a, a few others of color, including Robert Sala and Mike McDaniel, who is biracial. But it is woefully inconsistent in terms of African-American coaches getting opportunities consistently like we have seen their counterparts. What did uh, Roger Goodall say? I didn't see it. So Roger Goodell, Jim Trotter, who is um, 
uh, a journalist for NFL media and ironically works for the NFL, which Roger Goodell is the commissioner of, he, he asked him last year about the lack of diversity among coaches and what they were going to do. And Roger Goodell was not able to answer it. So Jim Trotter followed up again three days ago and asked him a similar question and said, you didn't give me an answer last year. We have not seen changes. Uh, we continue to see coaches like Lovey Smith uh, and Steve Wilkes get uh, uh, ousted, and we haven't seen replacements. We haven't seen anything. And Roger Goodell, effectively, he challenged the numbers, the statistics, which was poor. He then also said he was unfamiliar with, uh, um, with where we are. But then he mentioned, effectively, I'll get back to you, and we've done a number of things, but he never gave specifics. It felt like a PR statement. And people are tired of that. People want to see, including myself, substantive measures put in place that are going to combat really this hedge that has been around uh, representation and coaching that hasn't allowed it to, to take place. So let's talk a little bit about this federal lawsuit that's been filed by, uh, I understand, a few of the black coasters against the NFL alleging uh, racial discrimination and hiring practices. So how has the NFL uh, responded to that? Have they addressed uh, those the allegations? Well, the NFL, as they typically will do, they are going to stall, 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 and they're going to give PR statements, which they have done. Uh, really sort of patting themselves on the back in terms of some of the partnerships that they have made, again, with Fritz Pollard Alliance and working with the NFL PA and working with some of uh, the black head coaches in order to learn more about what has been uh, plaguing the NFL. But again, they never get down to the root of the issue. And, and uh, the, at the ownership level, and it has been largely documented that at the ownership level, owners have autonomy to do what they want. And, and issues like or measures in place like the Rooney rule that Roger Goodell keeps patting himself on the back for having in place that he was not a part of doing, they ultimately fall flat because you, you see them fulfill the quota that's required to, to uh, identify and at least uh, interview one coach of color, now one female of color. But then when they go in those back rooms and they make the decisions, ultimately they are not required to hire anyone uh, from a diverse background. And that is where Roger Goodell continues to fall flat in putting measures in place. And I don't believe that that will ever be remedied until we start to break through this homogeny that exists at the ownership level and start seeing some diversity there. Yeah, because it's kind of all talk otherwise, because if it was really a priority uh, then and, and the owners ha- you know, have this autonomy, then then it would happen. One would think so, but but again, and 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 looking at, we can look at symptoms of the problem, or we can look at the problem. Symptoms of the problem will sit and say that we don't see representation. Yes, we can turn and we can look at, and I applaud. We can look at Autumn Lockwood, who's going to become the first black woman to coach in the Super Bowl on Sunday. And then the NFL will use that as a talking point, and it ultimately becomes a smokescreen that there are none behind her who are going to come after her. 
there are very few who are in the pipeline. And it's the same at various different levels. And if you really want to point to the actual problem that goes years back in the making of how did we establish a woefully undiverse ownership group level who ultimately makes the decisions on who is hired, who is fired, whom they feel comfortable hiring, and ultimately when they make these decisions, they make many decisions based off of cultural familiarity, not the merit of the of their track record and these coaches' resumes. Sure. And that's a problem. Sure. Uh, Dr. Fletcher, thanks for joining us this morning. Of course. Thank you for having me. All righty. And that was Dr. Sean Fletcher. He's an assistant professor of public relations and sport uh, communications at San Jose State University. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.